2: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight-loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: You canny shove your granny off a bus, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England gupped Scotland and Jürgen Klinsmann got a win. It's Wednesday 13th of September. I'm Marcus Speller.
3: I'm Eddie Russell. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Venetian Lucian
1: Welcome one and all to the Football Ramble. Pace Rudolph there with the line from the Patreon. Thank you very much, Pace. We haven't started with an easy. No. Because we're going to do one now.
3: Easy! Easy! Come on, E-e-ze! Andy. Easy, easy,
4: easy, easy, I live too close to Scotland to do this. It's not safe. <laughs> There's a wall,
1: though. You're fine. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> old St. Andrew's over there. Yeah. Flipping heck. Um... It was easy-peasy for Old England last night. They beat Scotland 3-1. I
0: I would go as far to say, Marcus, that it might even have been lemon squeezy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, The scoreline flattered Scotland a bit, Vish. I
3: think it did. I think it did. I think uh, people's um, view of the glory of Great Britain flattered Scotland as well, (laughs) if I'm being entirely honest. (laughs) Um, <laughs> what, a, what a start there! Wow. What, what a, a, what a lovely
0: week
1: we're going to have. On the
3: uh, how dare they boo their own national anthem? I like, <laughs> I like Scotland. I should say this. Oh, um, stop it! <laughs> some of my best friends are Scottish. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You're right. I think I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I I was actually um, going into this game a little bit wary because of how well they've been in the qualifiers mm. and England. It's the kind of game that England tie themselves in knots about.
1: I, I, I'd say it was the opposite. Really? And I think that's what that I think the Scotland well, the I mean but, wrong.
3: But bear in mind, bear in mind um, how the game of the Euros panned out. It's yeah. the kind of game that England overthink, even even in a uh-huh. non-competitive uh-huh. environment, especially off the back of that Ukraine victory. And it was interesting hearing Jude Bellingham. We'll obviously talk about we'll talk more about him mm. later. But I love the fact that at the end of the game, he was like after the performance in Ukraine, he was talking about himself personally. Yeah. He was like. I wanted to put I wanted to put in a performance here.
1: Yeah, so my my point there obviously it was the 150th um, anniversary game against uh, England versus Scotland or Scotland versus England should we say. Oldest fixture in the world. Which still, is perhaps. yeah. Yeah, we're still going. That's good. Which is an amazing thing by the way. But uh, the, the, the reason why I think Scotland actually approached this game a little um, sort of incorrectly if you like is because Scotland have got such a um, great energy and such a, a gr- great form going into this match. Because they've been winning games which they can win, plus the Spain game—that's the sort of yeah. the big result yes. there. But they've been putting away the games. You look at them in the Nations League; you know they, they will be the yeah. only British nation in the top tier of the Nations League next time that that um, wonderful tournament comes round. But they've been beaten Ireland. They've beaten uh, it was Ukraine, I think. They put away Georgia, Cyprus. Um, you know th- th- <coughs> these teams, Norway as well, which, which is a good win. And these yeah, are great wins, by the way. This is no mean mm-hmm. feat. Um, and then obviously they beat Spain when they come into the game against England. I think. Like the Euros, they thought, let's go toe to toe. Yeah, let's play the high line. Let's do all this sort, of, and let's have it. And I thought that was totally wrong because if you go toe to toe with a clearly better side, that's what's going to happen. Whereas against Spain, they they conceded, they played it very very well. Um, and whereas I think with this one, they didn't want to do that, and they got very much punished. To, be, to be
0: fair to Scotland, though, I think um, if there's ever a time in which to test uh, yourself in that style of play if you're thinking about moving towards it in the future um, it's a game like this right it's a game where you're pumped up but you know you're not as good and
1: all this idea of oh we've got to close the gap and so on that'll take another generation at, look, least.
4: Look
3: at, the, at, at least, at least. If, you, can't, if you, ever. Can't, you can't force if, yourself to play. Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, you can't sort of sign players. It's not club football. And so that's mm. why I thought they, they went about it in completely the
0: wrong way. It's very interesting how the, the I think the crowd really, really quieted down after a while, didn't it? And that's, I think yeah. it was because it wasn't just the scoreline, it was the, the manner of how England yeah. got to the scoreline. They were in so that's much it. control. Well,
1: Sooner said it as well. You know, even if John McGinn puts that header in, even if Scotland had got out there with the two-all... It would have been a smash and grab job. And of course, out, they would have enjoyed it. But it was, it was so kind of one-sided for me that the whole time. And I think if the game had actually been played at Wembley, I think you'd have seen a better Scottish performance because I think Bellingham said when they booed the anthem and so on, it was like, all right. Like, that is, it. like
0: yeah. that, is it? Well, it was very interesting seeing like, obviously he rose to that, Declan Rice grinning from ear to ear as that was happening it's like it's, it's, it's really brilliant to see England players who are this confident Yeah, just just in general
3: yeah I totally agree speaking as an England fan who always fears the worst right down yeah. to the fact that as soon as Bellingham set up Mary Kane my thought went to him getting injured a month before the Euro yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. see, seeing players on the field do exactly what Jim says just stick their chest out a bit yeah. play with a bit of confidence play with a bit so I don't you know, that own goal from Harry Maguire, mm-hmm. I think other teams, you know, and there was certainly Scotland pressure after that. They just they just rode it. Mm, they yeah. just calmed it down. Absolutely. Yeah. That they just kind took of, charge again. That
4: kind of is the thing for Bellingham. This game was built for him because not only is he a player who's almost too brilliant to put into words, certainly in mm-hmm. an English context, but he's someone who, who relishes this sort of stuff. As well, yeah. And you really saw that he—he he doesn't just like to be the best player on the pitch. He likes to own the occasion. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, Imagine him he, at roast. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: if he was James Madison,
4: bring his own knife. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that celebration as well, which is now his trademark celebration. It sums it up. Absolutely. It's interesting. We have got um.
3: Uh, no, just, can we just um, fathom that for a second? Mm-hmm. I know we probably probably go on about it every time he does it, mm. but it's now his trademark from when he started doing it as. A match winner for Real Madrid. I know, I yeah. know. Every time, that we, no. we should say that every time we bring it up. Real Madrid and England's Jude Bellingham. Yeah. yeah. And
4: I think really if there's a take home from this, it's that uh, Gareth Southgate has been copying Carlo Ancelotti's homework, hasn't he? You'd
1: hope so. Huh. Um, on that celebration, they've got an email from Jack French who said, Jude Bellingham shouting vamos after scoring uh, for England. This isn't the Brexit Luke Moore voted for. <laughs> no, <laughs> Luke's not here to defend himself. So ha ha ha. Um, quite frankly, no. Um, Bellingham was superb. There's no two ways about that, and we've known this for a while. Didn't Birmingham City retire one of the numbers? They well, did. Oh, was that, not that the, the, re- the that reason for that? Is um, has been massively overstated.
0: Essentially, them selling him to Dortmund effectively saved the club, as yes. I understand it, because they were in a pretty difficult financial straits. So that that was the reasoning for that.
4: And also is the way he played it. Even though he was a kid, he, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. he could have walked for nothing, creamed off a load more money yeah. for himself. He signed his first professional contract there so they could sell him. Yeah, and, so and, so and, people, have, people have sometimes willfully no, the, misunderstood that, I but,
1: think. Indeed. It's, it's good to add the, the much-needed colour to that. But the reason why I bring that up is because right from the off, Bellingham has been destined for... for mm, the top of the game and this is not a kind of a, oh he's the new such and such or he's the, I mean New Zidane and so on. no he's Jude Bellingham for crying out loud and, and and he is it's just so wonderful to see a player who was so highly rated right from the off is already going about fulfilling that potential yeah. but
4: the thing is this is almost it's impossible phenomenal. to do in any like era of sport really if you think of like Cristiano Ronaldo or LeBron James t- to be rated since you're a young teenager mm-hmm. and then not only to meet that expe- yeah. uh, uh, expectation but absolutely fly past it yeah. it's ridiculous and the way it's, it, it, it never happens he it speaks it's in the media
0: as well it's yeah just, he's he, ready for it isn't he? he's ready to be a superstar
3: especially or just on Andy's point especially to do that in the middle of the park where you get so many knocks simply mm. by playing the game mm. not necessarily people even trying to take you out just by yeah Going about your business normally. You're um, thinking about
0: the injury again, aren't you?
3: I am. Yeah. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, don't worry with it. Maybe you should play him if we play if Real Madrid played him further forward and a little bit out to the left, so yep. he was always offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, <laughs> we should I think be okay. Sort, yeah. sort of
4: like ten yards off the pitch, just yeah. to be on the south side. But
3: in a comfy chair as well? Yeah. I, I, I think this game lumbar I,
1: support. I think this may be where. Southgate's found the midfield that he perhaps would want to go with. Now, Southgate's been criticised for, you know, handbrake on and all this kind of stuff. I would I would say to that, well, um, look at the amount of goals England's got. I mean, was the handbrake on against North Macedonia when England beat them? So, you know, I, I actually think Southgate kind of not always gets it right, but more often than not knows when to kind of go right. Let, yeah. Nice and come and let's, let's let them have it. Um, but this, you had Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. Now Calvin Phillips was saying he hasn't played much football and blah 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 blah. But he, he was, was he, was, he good. was fantastic. He was great. Really you know? good. So that yeah. does justify. It. Obviously different yeah. with McGrath. McGrath, will we'll come, come on. To we will. Um, but Rice is a starter. One of the one, you know, very much in there with England. You have the goalkeeper Pickford or Ramsdale. Take take your choice. It would probably be Pickford. You got your back four. Obvious. Who's the right back? John Stones, one of the centre halves. Another centre half, probably Gay, maybe or someone. Again, a couple of options there. Left back Shaw or Chilwell. Rice in front. Bellingham in that midfield, Kane and Saka. It'll probably be it's those two positions. Now I understand one position. Who you pick in that midfield does change the dynamic because if yeah. you pick Calvin Phillips or Phil Foden, it changes it. Mm. But this is seems to be the chat now. We're honing in on England. Who do you play in
4: there? Well, a and, performance and, like this really helps Southgate because yeah. if he wants to, I, I, you'd say it's a, it's a fairly cautious lineup when you have mm-hmm. Rice and Phillips in it. But if you can put Billingham in front, yeah. all you have to do as a football coach yeah. is create the best possible situation for mm. your best players to do their yeah, stuff. Absolutely, Andy. And that's and you exactly can't, you what's can't happening do there.
1: People saying Phil Foden is generational talent. I get that. So is Jude Billingham. You, you know, can you play them both in that midfield? I think people would like to see that. Mm. Yeah, you know, you, Well, I
0: think it's, a, a, it's horses for courses, right, essentially. Indeed, Jim. And indeed. I, I think this is the lineup against a big team. If you if you go deep in a tournament and, you, and you've got a France or a Spain or whoever. Uh-huh. Yeah. That midfield is the one that you that you use because, you know, as you say, Jude Bellingham is not just such a sort of creative force. He's also dominant. He, yeah. he's he's a sort of when have he's we seen a, an English midfielder a, like he's as like much a f- sort of forward uh, like a sort of deep forward defensive player as he is mm-hmm. an attacking player because he's got so much to his game. So you've got so much dynamism and security mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. midfield just by putting him there. But you're right. I mean, I've been thinking about this. Maybe in terms of all-round ability, the last one you're thinking of is is Stephen Gerrard, maybe. But even then, yeah. I think he's, he's dominant is a word that applies more to Bellingham well, than, the, than Gerrard. I mean, there there was that you, a chat that
4: was, on the pitch, wasn't there, between Gerrard and, uh, uh, and Bellingham? That sort of mutual appreciation society. Mm-hmm. And when Gerard was standing there saying to him, You're miles better than yeah. I, I was at the same age, yeah. uh, he wasn't lick spittling.
3: What is good with Bellium and the way Southgate is a bit more conservative. I think fundamentally he's a bit more conservative. I think he's I think people are quite cartoonish in their description of him, as mm-hmm. you, yeah. you touched on. But because he had he does have that conservatism, he's gonna look at Jude Bellium and think, What are you good at? Everything what do we need you to be really good at? This, do that.
1: Yeah. Mm. And that's... If you play Foden in the midfield with Bellingham, it, it inhibits... It becomes a bit
3: Harlem Glo- Globetrotters, doesn't it? it right? does. You do well, your well, thing yeah, on the ball, I'll do my thing, yeah, on, the ball, like we, do thing with, on the ball, but it's like with Gerard Lampard, you stick them yeah. all in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, exactly
1: yeah. what it does. I don't understand why people have this problem. You know,
3: we're not Spain I 2010. Have, I think they have the problem, I think they have the problem because of teams like Spain.
1: And no, th- because
3: of a team like Spain. There's no well, sorry, team Sorry, like, sorry. Because of that specific team like Spain. Yeah. And Argentina th-
1: were playing Rodrigo De Paul,
3: yeah, because they had to because they needed someone to do the heavy. L- well, Enzo plays further forward when he there you um, go. You know, he's allowed to but be they a won the bleeding the World yeah. Cup, you know. But but I think that comes. But, but I think people need to realise that comes from people literally growing up through a, basically a boarding school type setup <laughs> where they are playing that way. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're not yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah. In, in, in you know. In Solihull, in Whitley Bay, yep. that that it just isn't a thing, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But I think as well, you know, when when you get these results, people want the success, so you think it doesn't actually, it doesn't, it doesn't quench the thirst. It it makes you hungrier and hungrier, and it's like, well, we beat North Macedonia seven nil. Right, well, next game eight nil. Yeah, I don't care who we're playing, you know. And I think football fans often have very very short memories with this kind of thing, but. You know, Phil Foden is a huge talent. He took his goal brilliantly, by the way. Um, okay, it was a tapping in one sense, but oh, the composure—I think that's harsh if you were to. You know, I don't know if Carl Brilliant Walker. Finish. Carl Walker clearly fancied oh. another goal, didn't yeah. he? It was an effort, <laughs> yeah, he to, but he, he was incredible,
3: by the way, Walker.
1: Again. Walker is mm. just—he just gets younger and younger. I don't know what he's. It's the speed he's running at. I don't know what they put it's in the totally water there. To do with
3: that. <laughs> you know, in the first Superman film, when he goes the other way around the world to spin the, <laughs> so he, can save, he can bring Lewis Lane back to life. That that's think, what Carl Walker. I think doing. that's what
1: he's doing. But, um, but so, so you know, again, like if you want to pack that midfield with all the, all the talent, it, you know, it would it would give Rice a lot of work to do. It wouldn't. I would don't think would fully get the best out of Bellingham. I think you could have a go, and and, and maybe you do. And but on that left side, you know, again, like because Graham Unison. I thought was very good. It went on about James Madison a lot. It's like, well, Rashford would look so dangerous. Yeah. Mm. You know, you've got Grealish in there, who was a part of the treble-winning side. I know Phil Foden was as well. You can't play everybody. No. You just can't. You can't this even is, get them all in the bloody squad. That's the
0: frustrating thing about international football, isn't it? It's a, it's, a, it's a conversation that doesn't happen about club football. Exactly. It's a squad game in
1: exactly the same way. Totally. Totally. You're absolutely right. Um uh, but yeah, I mean, so Foden, I think... And I think actually what Southgate said about Foden, he basically went, I refer you to Pep Guardiola's comments, which were, yes, he will play centrally as, as time goes on, but at the moment, his defensive work, or when he's off, not got the ball, we're not. there's a little bit of work to do. And Southgate doesn't have a lot of time. And so I have a sympathy there. Where my sympathy with Southgate is, is running a little bit thin is with Harry Maguire. And I, when I saw Maguire coming on, I did think... And you know I love Southgate, and I've, I just thought... What are you doing, Gareth? It's pointless. What's the yeah. point? It's yeah. What do you pointless. and what you know do you what? learn from it? But the thing is, Jim, I've, I've defended McGuire as everybody, you know, and laughed at me and so on. And I said, Look, but what about his performances? And I do think maguire has been a crucial player for England over the years, and maguire, and Southgate clearly wants the old Harry Maguire there, even though people may not have rated him. But you can't argue with with what he did. I think in an England show previously, no. what he's done now is he's. He, in trying to kind of maybe get his confidence up and maybe he's actually it's it's had the opposite yeah. effect. And it's not it's, it's exposed him massively. I mean it's, that, oh.
0: it's not his job to um give minutes to a player who has no. fallen out of favour at his club. No. And I'm I am starting to wonder if there are if Southgate is maybe even unconsciously seeing parallels with his own situation with England where he was getting pelters after the year 96 and mm-hmm. Harry Maguire is in this situation Southgate said he's never seen um, the exact quote was there has been a ridiculous treatment of him for a long time it's a joke and I agree with that I, don't I think do not agree while with doing that, this yeah. podcast we've yeah. ever seen a player who's no. been such a sort of lightning rod for criticism as, as Maguire he's getting cheered onto the pitch by rival fans which happened at the Emirates yeah. and like Scotland did the same and they, they were cheering think, his every touch don't you think
4: Southgate sorry Jim don't you think Southgate's complicit in that? Because no, he's no, not no. taken him out of the firing that, line. No, I agree well, with that I, point, I think
0: by, I do agree By accident, that. he's perhaps complicit in that because he's trying to sort of boost his confidence. But I think, he clearly, it, it feels to me like he's looking at Maguire as someone who might be needed to start in the Euros. Mm. And when you've got players like Lewis Dunk, who had a brilliant game, Levi yep. Carwell, who are, who are in mm. that squad on merit and, mm. and might also be needed to partner John Stones, I think... You could go as far as to say it's negligent to be giving minutes to somebody who Mm -hmm. is, let's be honest, unless they get a loan in January or there's a massive injury crisis at United that's worse than it already is, isn't very likely to play very often. No, Isn't in good form, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Like mm-hmm. it, he's, It's not like this criticism has come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the imperious Richard Jolly pointed out his last two goals are for Scotland and Sevilla. He's, he's, <laughs> he's been making mistakes when he's played. He is not at the level that he was when he's achieved what he's achieved in an English shirt before. Yeah. And you have to look at the reality of that. You've got mm. to separate that from the criticism, which is over the top, mm-hmm. but doesn't come from nowhere.
1: Yeah, I think you've summed that up very well, Jim. And I think... Mm we should mention lewis dunk cuz he came in and he looked like he'd had a lot of international yeah. caps whereas that was only his second one i
4: think that's the issue really all those yeah. players who you mentioned dunk Cole, they're just all better players than And i have to get does, experience and does, does, limited opportunities exactly. for it. and when does when does form become the reality of what mm. you are but if you look like at, like okay the, look look the, the way the way people speak about some people speak about how people people are involved with england like, let's not pretend that what maguire's experience is like Bobby Robson in 1990. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not the same thing. And of course, there will be some idiots who take it too far. That is that that that, that that is football. That is reality. Yeah, but, but, but to I have to say, on, on those most who... most people most people would just not want him in the team because honestly, his performances over the last mm. two years, yeah. you would say, but, but nowhere near merited it.
1: But Lewis Dunk, to me, if you know, I know, I know, it's you know, it's not like we need a so-called traditional English centre half. But Dunk would be a little more than mm. that Harry Maguire, because we we know Maguire likes to, you know, do all the cliches head the balls away and be on the injured button, and defend and, and all that sort of stuff, which, of course, any top flight defender can do. He doesn't want the ball at his feet, though, does he? Uh, well, he's it, not at the moment, clearly. Mm. Well, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's I think what's that, interesting. And that's isn't the it? problem. Whereas Dunk, as we were saying before, under Deserbi, has learned that. You know, he was he was interviewed recently and he was saying that I've learned, you know, it took me a few weeks he's adaptable. to kind of very yeah. adaptable and he's come yeah. in there and and to me that's a kind of a more like for like replacement. You have a player who is experienced, he's he's not a, um what is he 30, 31 dunk something like that, you know. Uh and and he's there and he and he puts in a good performance like that. So I think England, you know, where Southgate's conservatism has been uh, is that, you know, often a three man defense because he's been um very aware of England's uh, you know, shortcomings defensively, whereas now I think he has with going for more for a 4-3-3 and so on. He's kind of like, well, let's, actually, let's play to our strength, which is, which is clearly going forward. And I thought, you know, I thought it was interesting you know, playing Rashford. He often plays Rashford in games where England are very much expected to win. We saw that against Wales in, in, in the World Cup as well. And I think Rashford is a real weapon. And I think yeah. Rashford has played really well for England and won't be a starter in the bigger games which shows you the strength right. and depth England have in, in those positions. Um, but this idea, again, that, that England are conservative. I mean, England's opening game of the World Cup have just gone and scored six goals, <laughs> which is more than they did in, in tournaments under some managers. I, I
0: think, though, the idea is that he's, he's more conservative
1: against the, the tougher opponents, though, right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It, 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 indeed, indeed. Um, again, with this England side, again, in the games that they are um, meant to win, you know, nine times out of ten, they do really. I know there's, there's a few examples, you know, Ukraine recently or Scotland, so on, but it's just at the moment, being an England fan, it is yeah. pretty bloody. It's the best I've ever known. It's going to be absolutely crushing in the
0: summer,
3: isn't it? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> crushing. Absolutely crushing. You know, what, the, the other thing I will, I will say uh, very quickly before we move off this topic is it's clear from the squad itself the performances are quite self-policing. All the players know exactly what they Mm -hmm. have to bring and off the back of the Ukraine game to play like that, Mm -hmm. to talk as they've talked as well, to speak of this as they've spoken as well, I think it's really impressive. And I reiterate like, what you said. I don't remember when it was like this. No.
1: Um, Norway beat Georgia 2-1, which means Scotland will have to wait until the next international break to secure qualification for the Euros. And Scotland shouldn't forget this, Andy, because they are having a great time. And obviously, this is ultimately a friendly game. Oh, there's yeah. no well, you know were, a friendly You know what? They were game.
4: so close. Did you see the ending to that? So, oh, yeah. So it was 2-0 to, to Norway. Yeah. Uh, Georgia pulled one back in the first minute of stoppage time, three minutes of stoppage time. Mm. And with basically the last kick of the match... Kvisha Cavalaskelia almost scored an absolute blinder it was a really good save from Highland and yeah Stalisol back and looked beyond relieved as he mm. made his way off the pitch
3: so Scotland can do it in their next game <laughs> yeah. yeah away in Spain yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they've then got a friend against France have they not uh, is yeah. that right and then they start up again in November away mm. to Georgia yeah and then their last <laughs> qualify game would will be against at home against Norway yeah I mean, they've done exceptionally well. There's every chance they could go to the last game.
0: Ah, oh, come on! But they, they've only got to finish in the top two. Right? Yeah, so yeah. They, they and, and also, there's, they're there's, going
1: to do it. You, you're assuming that Norway are going to win all their games. No, that's true. Games. Yeah, Scotland
3: results but potentially it could be. the most frustrating
1: thing oh I mean it would be an all too familiar thing for some Scotland well I mean John McGinn said as we mentioned uh, I think it was on Ramble Reacts you know only our wee country could mess it up for (laughs) me.
4: I mean Spain getting their mojo back actually I mean they 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 won 7-1 at Georgia at the weekend Mm -hmm. um, 6-0 against uh, Cyprus yesterday I mean them getting back into something approaching decent form it definitely helps Scotland Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that because it Creates a gap between the top two and Norway, and it makes it makes it almost hopeless for mm-hmm. for Norway to, to reach that top two.
1: Yeah, and you, we shouldn't forget what Scotland are doing. I know they've been hammered by England there, but you know England are a side who are talking about winning tournaments now. Scotland, we've always been doing that to be fair, <laughs> legitimately now. I realistically, be, yeah, realistically. Whereas Scotland, you know, I, as I said before, I just find it you know extraordinary that they. Have never gone past the first round of a tournament. This side could be the first side to do that. That's where. That's what, what you're talking, and it's not patronising at all. That's looking at the history of it, and looking at what could be achieved, and what I think they'll do. And of course, once you're in the knockouts, you know, which you already are, Scotland, start celebrating it. You never know. Hundred <laughs> percent penalty shootout record, Scotland. You won't fear that. Decent, decent, Andy, decent. Um, Before we go to a break, we have to talk about Jürgen Klinsmann's South Korea beating Roberto Mancini's Saudi Arabia at St James's Park in a 5.30 kickoff. Welcome to modern football, everybody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Klinsy got his first win six months after taking the job. It's been a good international break for Klinsmann. You've got yeah, to say, he's been in the same country where his team has been playing and two clean sheets and a win. Yeah. They are, Jim. How Off to you... the Maldives. <laughs> 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 um, Andy, what, what, you, you know you you live up in the northeast at the moment. Did, were a lot of your um, friends and family out there going to this game, leaving work early so they could get there for the five thirty kickoff? Nope. Okay. No. Uh, but after he, all they've done, yeah. <laughs> I was going to
0: say he
4: he deserved to be grinzy, clinzy afterwards, didn't he? he grinzy, did. clinzy.
3: Oh. Mm. Sounds a bit seedy, that.
4: Yeah,
1: indeed. Um, I'd forgotten Roberto Mancini was in charge of yeah. Saudi Arabia.
4: They do like a handsome manager, don't they? They do. I mean, it's, it's quite a tough gig taking over from Herve Renard. I yeah, mean, where uh, do you go think, after I Renard? I think probably that's why they started in the northeast of England, because it's like, well, if he's got his shirt buttoned up normally <laughs> rather <laughs> than down to halfway through his chest, he's got an excuse. He's like, well, I'm in Newcastle, you know. Uh, it's true. I, I definitely need the scarf.
1: Mancini's lost both of his um, first games as manager since taking over from big Harvey. A bit of pressure on A bit of pressure on his shoulders now, Andy. Is there? (laughs) I really don't think there is. And that's the point I'm making. Let's go for a break.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
4: You better get your finger out of the right and make sure that you get the fucking
1: results. Welcome back to the Football Abril, everybody. Right, it's book competition time. A reminder that you can win a copy of Andy Brassel's brand new book, We Play On. It's a modern history of Shakhtar Donetsk with unrivaled access To the club, to enter, all you have to do is submit a five-star review of the show with a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, then screenshot it and email us at showoffootballamble.com with the subject line, book competition. Don't forget that subject line, book competition, by the way. Uh, We'll then email the three winners this Friday and you'll get your free copy delivered to you. Andy, it's a brilliant book. Thanks. Hmm. Thought you'd agree.
4: Um,
1: <laughs> righto. Let us start the second half with uh, two teams who are in England's qualifying group for the Euros. Of course, Italy two, Ukraine one. In uh, Italy, now six points behind England in Group C with the game in hand. After Luzar, um, uh, Luciano Spalletti got his first win as Italy manager. Nice to see that bald beauty in the dugout,
0: Jim. Absolutely. Mm. It's also nice to see uh, an interna- international manager who's like a who's a name. Yeah. It's becoming like increasingly rare, isn't it? In, indeed, like, <laughs> Hansi <Flick. laughs> Much like Hansi Flick, like Hansi Flick, and his potential replacement, who we will joyously come on to in a minute. Um, yeah. No. It's. Um, it's. It's. Um, well, actually, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? You'd rather this was a draw, to be honest. Uh, I know. What you, I know what you mean. It
4: could have been. I mean, Italy started brilliantly in, in this game. Davide fratesi scored two in the first like half hour mm-hmm. and Italy looked like they were going to absolutely run away with it. And then Ukraine got back into it. The crowd got a little bit anxious and mm. Italy, I, they were clearly the better team but they were definitely hanging on towards the end of the game. Yeah. I, I'm... <sighs>
1: Obviously, I want all the other teams in Europe to be as crap as possible mm-hmm. for the Euros. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be absolutely clear about that. And when Spalletti took the job, I thought ah, bollocks. Mm.
4: He yeah, looks he looks good in the the uh, FIGC blazer yeah, as well. He looks great. Very nice. I
1: know Italy. Um, you know they're not as good as when you know as they were when they won the Euros. But you know, they're still Italy. They're still they are still European champions technically. And now Spalletti's there, Vish. you would imagine they would have a bit more of uh, something about them.
3: Yeah, well, you imagine, I wonder what he'd be like kind of come come the Euros in terms of like Mancini in, or Mancini side in 2021 felt a bit like, Ah, oh, you know what, let's have a bit of fun. Yeah, let's, have, yeah. let's, let's have a bit of fun here. And obviously Spalletti is known for being you know, incredibly tactically astute, really like keen on the finer points. All about the system. Yeah, do you get enough time to do that? Will Let's they... hope not. Yeah,
4: well, uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think not qualifying for two successive World Cups will do it for you in, in, in terms of getting a little bit I of mean, time. It's the
1: extraordinary recent history with Italy. It's, yeah. it's totally
4: because bizarre. It's unparalleled brilliant. in international football, really. Yeah, they they, were they deserve it. They deserve it. You they they ruined they... our special day. <laughs> they did. They, they, they were, look, they were really good in Euro t- uh, 2020, they but were at, very good. at the same time, the, the football they played was brave and out of step, step with a lot of mm-hmm. the way that modern international football tournaments are, are, are won, which mm-hmm. is what made it so eye-catching. But they were still a work in progress. They still didn't really have a centre-forward. A bit like, I mean, this is a different situation, but a bit like when they won the World Cup in, in, in 2006. Yeah. They didn't really have a proper centre-forward that they, they could rely on. And the funny thing is, having got to that point and almost won a major tournament too early mm-hmm. because Mancini did great work and they were going in the right direction but it didn't feel tournament win sort of time. But they, they never really built on that and now they're all working progressy again and a little bit behind where they were I wish in England would win a
1: tournament too early. Mm. Can't come yeah. early enough for well, me. Well,
4: well, no, it's not too early now. <laughs> I think that's the whole point. They're, they're kind of peaking like Germany but you 2014. Say, but you say that about Italy. Ne- next year is going to be England's Germany 2014 World Cup.
1: Here we go. Like the 2006 World Cup, Andy. Come on. Behave yourself. Oh, no, I was, I was never saying that. But by the <laughs> way, with the guys to Italy, you're saying, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, it was semi-final, final, two penalty shootouts. It wasn't that expansive. Mm. You know, um, in the semi-final, they were a bit fortunate to get through. Well,
4: they played expansive football, but they were a bit lucky as well. As you have to be to win a tournament. As you've got to be to win a tournament.
1: Yeah. Um, but one of their uh, men... The, one of the Italian men that we all know very well is brilliant bloke Leonardo Bonucci who's reportedly <laughs> set to take legal action against Juventus after being frozen out in the summer. Mm, now one of his lawyers yeah. is, is called Antonio Conte <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I'm fairly confident it's not that one, but I'm I'm not hundred percent sure. Don't it be. makes you think, doesn't it? Like oh. even without any legal training, you think, mm. you know what? I think he might put a convincing, you know, yeah. case to the, for the defence in in essentially any situation. Uh, to yeah. be fair,
4: Conte would do anything to get at Juventus these days. Yeah. <laughs> anything. Uh, you know when you He watch- would
3: train legally <laughs> to get at Juventus. You know when you watch a show of, about lawyers, whether it's like suits or Know, Ali Another
4: McBeal? one, yeah, <laughs> Ali McBeal. <laughs> that's that's one, one of his references. That's the only one I could think of. I have of. never
3: seen an episode of Ali McBeal, but you know, but like, I will now. You know, it's just Judge over, Judy. Uh, it's Better call yeah. Saul. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Mm. But you know, like it's overly dramatic. <laughs> There's stuff always happening. You're like this, is clearly not an accurate reflection of mm. what it's like to work in the legal profession. Yeah. Unless you represent Juventus, there you go. <laughs> 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 They're never out of court, are they? They love no.
1: it. They absolutely love it. Fact, they've, built
0: an,
3: they've got a, to validate for parking every day.
1: They've got their own court in their, in their stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine
0: that. So just, just chasing up on that invoice. I mean, it, still hasn't, it still hasn't come in. Is it, any time
3: soon, do you reckon, Fantasy? You're going to.
1: You gonna... <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: play. Now, you.
3: I'm going to see you know, don't you? So you have to rep- represent us suing you yeah. or being sued by you. It doesn't it's,
1: work. It's an extraordinary situation, uh, but one we're very keen to see uh, in, uh, what happens. Um, Germany 2, France 1. Didn't see that coming. Germany won their first game after. Handsy flick sacking. So yeah, new manager bounce in the form of Rudy Voller. Mm. Nice to see him on the touchline. <laughs> he course. was
4: he was having a great time. Yeah, yeah touchline, yeah. really enjoying himself. Wow, well, you would, wouldn't you? Uh, you were... there, there, there is, there Did was you start strong... the bouncy hair?
3: Like, was his hair bouncing when he was jumping
4: around? Well, what's left of it is bouncing. I was
1: yes.
3: still a bit of spittle from. My oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, God. God, is that brill cream now? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, look, it. This is. For what it's worth, a much-needed win for Germany. They needed something. Uh, And, you know, beating France is no mean feat, although it is just a friendly... And it was quite a changed France side. As was the France side in the World Cup due to injury, and they still got the final. Yeah. Uh, But Thomas Muller, he rolled back the years, scoring a a nice one indeed, yeah. Antoine Griezmann played in his 80th consecutive game for France. The man goes on and on. He's brilliant. Yes. Um, How
3: How do you think he's going to be remembered... The, like you know, within French football, because I feel like he flies question. under the radar in terms of yeah, just he can do everything, well, and then I but think, chooses to
1: like. I think in France he'll be probably perhaps seen what he's done for the national team differently to maybe outside of Europe. Where he played for Atletico, where under Simeone you're never going to be that um, eye catching because mm. the football was a little bit more functional. Say. Moved to Barcelona, it just didn't really work out. And so, and so I think, had he have had the but up here at yeah. Barcelona, maybe in the wider context, I don't know, but Andy, you'd probably know. Yeah, that. I mean,
4: if you think he's he was the best player in a home tournament in Euro 2016, mm. uh, their best player at the last World Cup as well. And yes, I know Mbappe scored a hat trick in the final, but Griezmann was fantastic in that World Cup, he was he was perfect at. 2018 as Won well the cup, yeah. and I think it's interesting he's he's a little bit like a, and I know he admires him greatly he's he's a little bit like French David Beckham mm-hmm. really because he's someone who's sort of very eye-catching and celebrity off the pitch sometimes Is, not...
1: and does he have a huge celebrity profile in
4: France yeah I mean he did the voice of uh, Superman in the Lego um, Batman film can you imagine wow. if Beckham did the voice of Superman <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. so uh, oh, no, I mean, kryptonite Ah no! <laughs>
1: right, I'm off. Um, carry on. Ernie. So
4: I, I, I think you look at that and it's go out a
1: phone call. She's <laughs> got to strip off. <laughs> I'll put my pants on the oh. Louis, no, have
4: yeah. I got
3: a night
1: yet? <laughs> super sir, I just want to be super sir. I would have be guitar calling right Andy come on
3: hurry up why is my kid flying in circles <laughs> leave
4: Brooklyn Kent alone yeah. I think when, when you juxtapose his celebrity status to what he actually is on the pitch mm. which is the most hard working player for his team mm. I think that's the, that's the interesting thing he's often judged by his celebrity mm. rather than what he is on the field
1: but that would be more latter Beckham because Beckham at the times he was the best player in the England team
4: also, Griezmann has
3: um, has so much more charisma than than Beckham. Surely, surely, yeah. surely, yeah, but part, I think I, surely I part of this celebrity. That, that does but I do Andy
1: was saying. No, no. But, what,
3: but what I'm saying is, part, surely part of this celebrity is based on the fact that he's got a great personality, <laughs> or certainly a great public-facing image, because. I don't know, I've always regarded him as quite charming. But looks and hair as I well mean, come it, into it, He
4: does manage to make himself look like a dickhead much more than oh. David Beckham. Yeah, he has does, done that. Does, does and, which is well.
3: charming, we like that. Yeah, we do
4: right. like that. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, he'll
1: be there at the Euros next summer pulling the strings in that French side, Yeah, that terrifying French side. But what about Germany, though? That's where the story really is um, at the moment um, for... for one of the biggest sides in Europe definitely one of the biggest international sides ever um, they, they are managerless technically I don't know if Vola's on the bench but they need someone to come in really
4: no, they're very managerless yeah
1: yeah, um, and quite magnificently Felix Magat has thrown his hat into the ring I'd forgot that he even had a hat um, at this point but but yes he thinks he's the best man for the job. He said, I don't know what requirements the DFB have uh, created for this position, but in my opinion, it is very clear in football now, urgently, we need someone who can put this team, this completely insecure team back together, which is no longer able to match its performance. And Dietmar Harman waded in saying, we now need someone with authority, experience and backbone. I would therefore do everything in my power. How much power have you got in this situation, Didi? Uh, To bring Felix Miguel or Matthias Sammer to the DFB. This is great because this yeah. is the kind of conversation we were having here like 15 Absolutely. years ago with Capello. So I just
0: want to check ago, Andy you're the sort of European football head in the jar here. <laughs> is this the German equivalent of give it Big Sam? Yeah. Is, is this what Big the Sam is? and Capello vibes? More, more so.
4: Yes. I mean the last time uh, Felix Magat had a job he was sporting director of like a, a third tier team
0: so he—he, he, this is unprompted, isn't it? This is him going. Consider me. No one's actually. Thinking oh yes, about this it. is. This We're is, not going to live that is, dream. This
4: is very unprompted.
1: Armand's on board, and so are we. We back the bid. <laughs>
0: Definitely.
4: Give him four
1: years, <laughs> and then give him four more. Because honestly, that is the best news that we could have. But
4: uh, yeah, uh, but as a that, uh, us maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Like, uh, if you thought that was even a faint possibility mm. as a Germany player you would genuinely be shitting it. Oh, like, yeah. Can, can you imagine what training would be like for these like pampered superstars? Remember, like, if we can just relive a couple of Felix Magat's greatest hits, <laughs> uh, taking the Wolfsburg players for um, a, a mini marathon through a forest and then pouring their water away in front of them. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Rubbing the cheese. Yeah, yeah, oh, cheese yeah. On thighs. yeah. I,
4: I mean, I mean, that's that's not. Uh, that like, was a Fulham. Yeah, that was a bread of Hangerlands, wasn't was it? Bread but, of but, but I mean, that, that's not completely spirit crushing. That's just a bit weird.
1: I know, but uh, you know, it's, bread we're talking, and cheese. There you go. <laughs> Why did nobody say that until now? The um, moment, but the best moment of clarity <laughs> had. And thank goodness it was on the pod. The
3: the thing about McGath as well, which I don't think would really work, is I, I know they got they beaten on the weekend, but. Throughout, in in that game, Leroy Sané had moments of like, I know, I know he's you know a bit older now in his late twenties, but he had moments of like, why well, aren't you closer to being the best player in the world?
0: Yeah, he's had a really barnstorming mm. start to the season, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, and you kind of you kind of think like, actually, why didn't Germany just unleash the bloke?
1: Oh come on, you're sounding a lot like anti Felix Magath But
3: yeah, which is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I mean, if, if, I feel like I'm like Will Smith in iRobot when I watch someone like Sané because I'm like, you should be, incri- like we should that's be talking about you. That's
4: absolutely right. But a lot of the discourse around him is why don't you defend more when we've not got the ball?
0: Which I, right, I, I, yeah. I, I think is... It's a offence in
4: Germany, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you want to remedy that in the short term... Felix Magath's your man, definitely. Oh, big I mean, do you remember uh, Jefferson Farfan famously said he yes. had a shout? Here we go. Said, said I would genuinely rather give up football and go back to working in a mine in Peru than play for him again. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: what a line that is. Well,
1: perhaps Germany, whoever they pick, um, they might want to take a leaf. Out of India coach Igor Stimac's book, of course, former Croatian player, former West Ham and Derby County man. Yeah. Um, it emerged this week that uh, India's national team manager, Igor, uh, reportedly consulted an astrologer to choose his team for several important games last year. A little bit Ramon Dominesh going mm. on here. I quite like that. Um, because it's nonsense and it's not England. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so 48 hours before they faced Afghanistan in a big Asian Cup qualifier, uh, Stimach messaged the astronomer, um, and two big names in the India team missed the game because their stars weren't favourable. Yeah, it's, it comes at a time where um, there's a lot of campaigning from
0: within India and within football in India to change the law that means players who um, are of uh, Indian heritage are eligible for the national team because India is quite different from a lot of places in that they don't do that. Um, and there's a lot of players, good players, playing playing in Europe and, uh, and elsewhere who could represent the national team if, if they came in line with, with the laws that m- most countries use. Right. Um, and this comes at a pivotal moment and this sort of woo-woo nonsense isn't helpful, <laughs> is it? It's not helpful. It's the last thing you need when you're looking at your situation. A country with over a billion people in it yep. who yep. could be a force mm. and you've got this
1: guy. Going, yeah. No, but he is a Virgo. Yeah. I wish you were the head of an FA, Jim, because that kind of yet yeah, this kind of woo woo nonsense,
3: <laughs> you know, just get
1: it, get it out. I'm not sure I'd be that popular.
3: Yeah, I, I would say that somebody who grew up Hindu, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a lot of woo woo nonsense that comes into say picking a married partner, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if, you can, if you can, if you if if they're going to go by astrology for picking someone to spend the rest of your life mm-hmm. with, I can understand why they're doing it to pick a left back.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you 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 endorse this?
3: Um, I would say no mm-hmm. uh, as someone who didn't go down that route <laughs> and would discourage plenty of people from going down mm-hmm. that route Yeah, uh, especially in terms of marriage I would also say there's better ways of picking your left back uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could Southgate learn something here? Could would this make him more adventurous?
3: Well, it would mean if they really went the whole hog, it would mm-hmm. mean things like um, having kickoffs at four a.m. because it's an auspicious time. I see. So I would right. say no because okay. I wouldn't. I do not want to cover should, that. Should he at least imagine if we had to do a ramble react at like eight a.m. It'd be th- ridiculous. It would
1: be. Should he at least have a chat to Russell Grant? This is all I'm saying.
3: Maybe he should. A yeah. very old reference there, everybody.
1: <laughs> We're going to move on quickly. Um, let's go back to Europe. Uh, Portugal nine, Luxembourg nil. An absolute gubbing oh. for those sorry Luxembourgian slugs. You just picture Ronaldo
0: sat in his. Golden House using <laughs> Fabergé eggs as a stress ball. <laughs> Furious
1: at this happening <laughs> he, without him. I know. I, I I saw that and I thought, oh Ronaldo he hasn't it was 2-0 or 3-0 he hasn't scored. Is it always oh, not in the title? Oh, no. oh, he's going to be pissed no. off. Sus- Suspended him. of course. Yes, indeed. Daniel. So I uh,
4: I mean when you when you pick up that booking mm. away at Slovakia and really it could have been a red card because after he committed a, a, a it was a really terrible first touch which ended up with him accidentally kicking the goalkeeper in the face. <laughs> So he kind of, he kind of got away with only only getting a yellow. Um, when he sat down afterwards, I mean, if there'd have been, if there'd have been Portuguese Jeff Shreves, he would have said, "How do you how do you feel about missing the, the following game against Luxembourg? Been- because it's it's all about the numbers. Now Luxembourg are better than they used to be." Yeah, they really weren't it in this game. <laughs> well,
1: Portugal actually have have been really good in qualification. Yeah. yeah, they've won six qualifiers since Roberto Martinez took over from Fernando Santos, and despite winning the Euros, the, well, well. the, the goal difference is mad. the goal difference is is there, and I want to ask you about Portugal Andy, because Fernando Santos is obviously, um, you know,
4: doing terribly with Poland, ruining your Friday bet,
1: all that. Yeah, indeed, yeah, I was yeah. not happy with that. Um, he's got a bit of a, a you know a Gill from the Simpsons kind of vibe, as we've talked about <laughs> before, <laughs> but did win the Euros. In very very stodgy fashion, but he bloody well got yeah. Portugal a major yeah. trophy, and the UEFA Nations is two major you, trophies. You can stodge a Euros, can't you? Of course Greece you can. Did it. Of course it's, you can. Yeah. Can't really do it with the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. can stodge a Euro. That's why I want us to just stodge, stodge the, the hell out of you. it. You just get that's Gaz's plan. Uh, all right, Andy, that's too far. But um, <laughs> but Sandus, you know, so, so he was a very unpopular character <laughs> when he left. All right. Yeah. Martinez, a Spaniard coming in to manage Portugal, I know a couple of Portuguese, and they were a bit like, hang well, on, what's this? Not on the sole basis of that, but there was... Yeah, it wasn't on the sole marks.
4: basis of him being Spanish that so they weren't excited about it. Oh, well, I, I was, was going
3: to say, that's being very generous Roberto think, Martinez. I think, I
1: think Martinez is, is harshly derided sometimes. I, I think
0: I,
3: he I looks agree. like
1: both Bert and Ernie at once. <laughs> exactly, which <laughs> was a great that. selling oh, point. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to let that just sit for a moment there. Like even, <laughs>
0: even bits of the names within yeah. his name even
3: in my head the clothes mm-hmm.
1: well,
0: how
3: does that work
1: I think yeah maybe I don't know I was going to say that they were based on him but clearly that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> he's not that old um, but, well we have to base someone on this character well, ideally two yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think that after that bombshell we have to say that martinez is they're having a good time under yeah. him he, he's Pretty decent at international level. Look, indeed, yeah, I thought we, mm. you know,
3: with good teams. Well, with a Belgian
1: side, he really
4: read... improved Belgium. Yes, yes. He really improved Belgium, and his fingerprints were all so over that they... quarterfinal win in the World Cup against, against Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, that
1: was the his when he changed Lukaku's
4: position totally.
1: So why was were they not? Why were they unhappy with him taking over there?
4: Well, people always expect you to, you know, get Pep Guardiola or you know some. Well, Gazos, you know, Gazos, you know, Gazos, they've got big major. coaches
1: from Portugal. Yeah, yeah, Mourinho sure, being the obvious one.
4: Sure, I mean, I, I think when you go for an overseas coach, when you're Portugal, he's I, not I, overseas. I, there's I, a land border there. I'm around, not. I'm not. Com- <laughs> I'm not. Come on, No, <laughs> geography.
3: You'll be. You'll be. You'll a dickhead there. Don't a go him. Oh dear.
4: I'm, I'm not convinced. There's a massive <laughs> excuse for it because obviously uh-huh. Portugal, as far as coaches go, is a very educated nation. But having said that. He is a good international coach, but if people expect a massive name. Mm. And when you have, it's like when Gareth Southgate got the England job. But yeah. if, if you've had a failure or two at club level, or you haven't really done much mm. at, at, at club level, people are like,
1: hmm. "I'll be honest with you,
4: I, I think there's there's, there's a, a, a less understanding than there should be, yeah, of the fact that it's completely different." If Southgate
1: had stepped down after the World Cup and Martinez was available, I guarantee the FA would have spoken to him, and I wouldn't have been against that personally. Yeah, well. but it didn't happen, and we've still got gorgeous Gareth. But how well can Portugal do in the Euros? Cause some names in that yeah. side well
4: I've, I think again it was the Gonzalo Ramos oh he's un- unreal a, a little bit like and, and he's going to be nice and fresh because he ain't going to play that much for PSG over the next year <laughs> I, I, I think
1: it's fair to say Yeah. But, well, shouldn't be playing for the team then Andy should he <laughs> yeah. some people.
4: I, I think you you look at the fact that every time he steps in for Cristiano Ronaldo it just massively improves them massively improves them and of course it allows it to be Bruno Fernandes' team yeah it does mm. I quite
1: like the fact that the uh, Luxembourg manager uh, Luke Holtz stormed down the tunnel when the 8th goal went in <laughs> right that's it it was, yeah. it
4: was ridiculous you yeah. thought for, for a minute you thought uh, is he like you know go out the toilet or whatever. You know, there's only five minutes yeah. left. I'm sure he could have held it. They That's
0: taking the piss. They played the same song after every goal. Um, oh, my you just, days. You know that he heard it in the dressing room a ninth time and just like, are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we get, we get to double figures, I'm going to batter the lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to think what he was holding when they came back yeah. <laughs> in. <laughs> top off, just ready to go.
3: That reminds me of... Um, oh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was when... Uh, Stuart Pearce, or maybe Mark Hughes, was Man City manager, and they were playing at Stamford Bridge. And he went. <laughs> the Referee blew, blew the full uh, half. Sorry, the time whistle. Hughes went down the tunnel, and was in the in the changing room. And when when Sylvan <laughs> Distan or, or a defender got back, who at halftime was remonstrating about the referee about a decision to such an extent they got a second yellow card and got sent off. <laughs> and so. The manager didn't know he'd been sent off, so we had to tell him. And he said it was the scariest conversation he was ever (laughs) had. He was walking his arm, being like, "Fuck it out, he's going to be through the roof."
1: Fly me. Let's end uh, with some chat about Greece. They made an unbelievable blunder on Sunday. Um, Gus Poyer the manager, um, he uh, uh, formerly of Chelsea, of course. Um, and others uh, left Liverpool's Kostas uh, Tamikas and two other players out of his squad for their game against Gibraltar after they thought that those players were suspended for picking up yellows against the Netherlands last Thursday. Now, players need to pick up three consecutive yellow cards to be banned for a game now, not two like it has been in the past. So um, Poir left out, you know, T- 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 Mikas, who presumably is one of their better players, and a couple of others, um, uh, unnecessarily. And the Greek Football um, Association released a statement apologising, but said the decision had no practical consequence as they beat Gibraltar 5 0. So, um, an interesting situation there that it was a terrible admin blunder, but they were like, ah, but don't worry about it because we still hammered them. So, so, yeah. yeah.
4: One of those things that, well that ends will well. get pinned on Gus Poir, even though it's clearly got nothing to do with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor old yeah. Gus. And he
1: found out when he was um, on Match of the Day. <laughs> um,
4: uh, <laughs> Cut a couple of goals there at West Ham for uh, Konstantinos Mavropanos. There you go.
1: Was that West Ham fan there who, who went to Ghana Maybe, to watch yeah. Kudus play? I hope so. Does he doing the international round? Did you see this story when uh, a West Ham United fan turned up in Ghana to watch one of their... Was it against Central African Republic they were playing? So. And Kudos actually scored a- in that AFCON game. AFCON qualifier, I think. That was, yeah, something like that. It, whatever it was, it was a, a, str- you know, a big trip for him to go there. Um, so maybe yeah, he's just keeping an eye on all the all the hammers abroad.
3: That's quite. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, he'd have so much fun doing that. Mm. You would
1: Agreed. You absolutely would. Well, you could have gone and seen Bruno Fernandes. You'd have seen you nine know,
3: 0 if you did. Yeah, yeah. Nice there to see him happy.
1: That's for it's a change. Not. It's
3: really not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the football ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Uh, tomorrow we're dropping a special segment from on the continent right into those ears of yours. So do check that out because it'll be uh, rather enjoyable. Uh, Patreon subscribers, of course, don't go anywhere. You keep listening for Ramble Uncut. Uh, and if you're not signed up yet, go to our Patreon by hitting the link in the show notes. Also follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And didn't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. We've done it again, everybody. Another pod in the can, Andy. Lovely old job. Hooray. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, there we are. Pleasure. Well done, England. And well done, Andy Brassel.
4: Well done yourself, Spells.
3: Yeah, you've had a really good game.
1: Well done, Jim Campbell. Thank you, mate. Well done, Vertusian Hentoraja. Thank you. And well done, Greece. (laughs) See you soon.
2: The Football Ramble is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.